0: Rescue radio, because there's a warp for your soul.
1: Yes, indeed, the warp is going on and on and on. Let's bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Son of God, that your will be done, O God, on earth, in and through us right now, even as it's being done and declared in heaven, that you keep us in your perfect peace. You have this thing completely under control, Lord God. And so we keep our eyes upon you. May your Holy Spirit work mightily in the midst of us to keep us in that peace. We thank you, Lord, for the truth. You said the truth will set us free. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for the, your heroic acts of dying on the cross for us and for the powerful resurrection from the dead, that you defeated death and the grave in that resurrection and invite us to join you in that victory. So, Father God, we thank you for this day, for your word. For each one who's listening, may their hearts be encouraged. May whatever they're looking at today be, um, you give them wisdom to understand what to do and that we bind every spirit of confusion. We take authority over the powers of darkness that would try to lay claim to our life in any way shape or form, whether it's our physical health, our relationships, our strategies, the work and purposes to which you've called us, that we are victorious more than conquerors. And Father, I thank you for the promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no action taken, in front of our face or behind our back, we'll be able to bring forth any shame, trouble, or reproach. I pray for that divine protection and upon all that pertains to us, including our families, the relationships, those who work for us, pray for us, and love us. Father God, let your will and your word prevail to bring victory and transformation to our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to well, God.
0: Death has been defeated.
1: What a deal. That should be the headlines of somewhere.
0: Death defeated. I mean, what an enemy of mankind. Um, is it something about... Wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. Yeah. and basically because Adam and Eve sinned
1: the gift of God is they, life. they what did mm-hmm.
0: they do? They if they eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would die. What they died, they didn't die physically right away. Mm-hmm. They died spiritually. There was a separation. But it's interesting that
1: Adam died at, at the age died. of nine hundred and thirty years, which is seventy years short of a thousand years. And that's specific specifically why he they indicate why he died at that point in time, because he had to die within that day, he says in the day that you eat thereof. And so with the Lord, a thousand years is as a day. One day is a thousand years. Yeah, so he died at 930 years. So there was actually a truth to that, even though it seemed like he continued to live on. But death, death, the evil thing. The the funniest thing about death, Jerry, is that um, none of us believe we're ever going to die. And at the same time, we don't believe anybody ever raises from the dead. I mean, when Jesus, the, the report went out that he'd risen from the dead, as we will see in Mark chapter 16, um, it it was greeted with a lot of unbelief.
0: Yeah, a lot of unbelief, and I mean, the thing is, you, you, you just think of it: death, it happens. You know, the death rate is really uh, like a hundred percent. Really, all of us <laughs> physically are going to die. Mm-hmm. The only ones that didn't, we had. What do we have? Uh, Elijah and Enoch, and Enoch right? You know, at the, this point, the only anyway. exceptions, and then here comes the exception of exceptions: Jesus, Jesus Christ. And there's much more evidence,
1: actually, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead than that Elijah, uh, who we told was told taken up in a fiery chariot. But there was a few witnesses on that, but not the amount of witnesses well, that saw the resurrection and, and touched Jesus and, and spoke with him and ate with him. Uh, and the same with uh, Enoch. There, There's a report of him walking with God and being no more. But this phenomenal record of Jesus' resurrection is well-documented. And yeah. that's what needed to be because of the amount of skepticism that we um, hold around this yeah. issue and, of and
0: We'll address a little more of that a little bit later. But then in Mark chapter 16, verse 1, now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, that she would be the uh, mother of James and John, fishermen that became mm-hmm. apostles, mm-hmm. that they might come and anoint him. So very early in the morning on the first... Day of the week they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Now, they realized that the tradition was that when there was a dead body, you anointed them with spices. There was not embalming. Mm -hmm. You anointed them with various spices, partly, I think, just to kind of cover up the odor. Of the of the decaying well, body. It's all but, it's a little bit but, that they
1: could do to keep this right death right from they're coming they're
0: doing what they could in mm-hmm. devotion to Jesus, right. okay right. and we know the body of Jesus though did not see corruption. Mm-hmm. it did not begin to decay, decay. even though he was <clears throat> in the grave for you know three three days, days
1: and three minutes. nights so when they came that morning, why they had come early in the morning at the break of day, you know I the sun had just cracked. I'm sure the, the surface of the horizon, because th- there had been such a hasty um, uh, burial or putting together of the spices that, that the night, the, the um, on Friday evening, uh, because of the fact that it was the day of the preparation they were going to have. The next day was the Sabbath, and it was also uh, the second Paschal day of the seven uh, days, I think, of the feast and the way the offering and all these very, very super, super spiritual, holy, you know, solemn day, the day it was so Mm -hmm. solemn, it required that there be Nothing left from the day before that had to be done. It had to be all taken care of. Well, it's like he well, just well, had to wrap it all up. And so they actually, when Joseph of Arimathea came to beg the the body uh, from Pilate, Joseph of Arimathea was one of Jesus' secret disciples. But at this point, he got bold and he went there. And he was a wealthy man, and so he had the means of you know if he had to probably give some money for this to be done. I don't. There's no indication that he did. Right. Um, and then he was joined later on, just shortly thereafter, with by Nicodemus the other secret, uh, uh, the follower of Jesus Christ was part of that uh, elite. And they began to um, quickly, you know, do the work. It doesn't indicate that there were any women there at the time. It doesn't, indi- I mean, Marion and, and the various ones were watching from afar, but they didn't, and their hands weren't um, working with this project at the time. And so that's why Mary and uh, the various ones came in the morning because they hadn't, they want to make sure the job was done right, although I don't think they were thinking because of the fact that who's going to roll away the stone. Right. They
0: weren't thinking about that great uh, obstacle. And you think of Joseph or Arimathea, who is a member of the Sanhedrin, mm-hmm. uh, very wealthy. You know, he's, he's kind of taking his life in his hands by saying, hey, right. I want the body of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. you want the body of Jesus? You're
1: standing up now for a dead man. You know, I mean, it's like... Okay. Standing up
0: for a dead man that was mm-hmm. despised and rejected by mm-hmm. the crowds. Well, if, you look, it, if leader, you look at it, if you look at this, other religious leaders, this is well. probably
1: the saddest, the lowest point uh, of the whole story, because here uh, we have Jesus dead. And um, everybody had hoped that somehow he'd come down from the cross, whether they're catcalling to have him do that, or they just wanted to see a ma- another magic show, magic trick show, whatever. But here we have the truth. There's, there's this the moment this, he's dead. The water came out of the side, uh, uh, the, along with the blood. There's no nothing more there, and and yet um, they they are brave, and they at this point, even in that low point, are coming forward to say, "Yeah, we're standing with Jesus. It doesn't matter. You know, even even if he's not alive to defend us, we're going to take our chances, so to speak,
0: and do do what we can." Yeah. And, and says they looked up. Uh, verse 4 of Mark 16, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. So they're thinking, okay, who's going to roll the stone away from us? Like, Well, that's one little detail, I Mm. mean a huge detail, (laughs) that uh, huge obstacle, but they looked up and they saw the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. Um, And it was probably pushed down uh, kind of a rounder, or more like a um, flatter, rounder stone that had been, They, they put them down kind of in a like a little groove that went downhill, the stone, yeah. the stone. So, so it lodged really, in there. It was lodged in there, and it yeah. like it wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But entering the tomb, they 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 saw a young man, verse five, clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. I mean, this obviously is an angel of mm-hmm. God in 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 coming in human form, which is c- uh, quite a common uh, form that angels will use at times, Mm -hmm. but he said to him, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. You know, in in, in another, um, one of the other uh, gospels, there's, of course, Matthew 28 uh, and uh, Luke 24, John 20, also give accounts. Each of them, some include some of the same details and some of them include additional details. Mm -hmm. Uh, they said well why seek you the living among the dead mm-hmm. and they're like what <laughs> yeah he says you see he's risen he's not here see the place where they laid him so here here is in in the appearance
1: mm-hmm.
0: well they, haven't, they well, haven't seen him yet they've just seen the, right they've, they've heard, heard the angel he and you know let's,
1: let's talk for a second about hearing or seeing or having a vision or experience of a of an angel or an other uh, dimensional being encounter with this in this case was an angel, sometimes angels make themselves easily um, they they obscure themselves and become look like a, a just someone dressed in our clothing and walking on our streets and and appearing to be old or young, but someone who's not scary or someone who's come to give us help in some sort of way. Many people have had angels intervene in their lives uh, in critical moments. But here we have um, this be- beautiful, beautiful um, man, it looks like, angel. Um, I don't know if he had wings or not. It doesn't indicate. Um, but they themselves were uh, in, uh, there. They saw him. Um, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, um, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here see the place where they've laid him it's like this this angel had watched every every moment of this whole drama unfold he knew about the crucifixion so the angels were watching even as jesus was being nailed to the cross humiliated poked with the spear the angels of god were all watching they were av- a one you know a, of aware of completely what was going on
0: in matthew 28 we get more details about how the stone was rolled away uh, you know, it talks about Mary Magdalene and the other Mary come to see the tomb. Chris Salome was there. And uh, and behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel, an angel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, there's the angel of the Lord really refers to Jesus before he became human uh, for the most part in, the, in Scripture. But it says, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, mm-hmm. came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. And his countenance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. Mm-hmm. You remember that uh, the Governor Pilate had put his seal on it.
1: On the, d- on the uh, stone? Uh, uh,
0: in other words, it was probably like a wax seal, mm-hmm. you know, melted wax, and you impress the the. the so if there's any signature. jarring
1: or, or tampering of that seal, if it's broken because it's a very fragile seal... Then they'll know that someone has been trying to. Well,
0: and it's official. You see, see uh, you see, basically the seal of Pilate or the seal of Caesar. On it's something. official. It's official. Don't don't mess with right. it.
1: Right. It's official. There's, he's officially dead. He's officially in that in that place in that tomb. But going back for a minute to the but angels, God messed with
0: it. God, well, God broke the seal. I love
1: the I love the the way God messes with things, and you know it's very sweet that both at Jesus's first coming. Uh, his birth in Bethlehem, there were many angels that attended that event. I mean, it was like, this is such an endorsement of that, uh, The beyond the, the three or four dimensions that we live in, we, we see the interfacing of those div- dimensions of heaven, mm-hmm. the spiritual dimensions that are very real, but we are very um, uh, confined to the the three, four dimensions, time, space, Uh, because of the fact that we are, we're limited in our abilities to sense or perceive those other dimensions. We can't see them with our eyes. We can't necessarily feel or touch them. However, there is a a spiritual uh, quickening that makes us able to see. But, uh, but, but in both events with the angels at Bethlehem and the angel here at the tomb, God had, Weakened or tore down this this wall and allowed the shepherds, allowed these women to actually speak with see, uh, with their human eyes the the reality mm-hmm. of these angels. Even mm-hmm. though these angels were probably like Jesus with a, some sort of a, a glorified body that's able to uh, doesn't have to submit to our uh, laws of physics, uh, you know, walls and, and uh, solid objects, they could go through these things. I'm sure, but. Um, but nonetheless, we're able to see them and this makes it so real. And I, I know that we need to realize that there's an interfacing, there's a, yes. there's a constant contact and, and, and interception in, between us and those dimensions. We, we just live in what we, it's almost like we live in a black box and we don't realize that outside of that, there is a whole, uh, uh I don't know, um, uh, a whole mm-hmm. company of angels mm-hmm. that are there to assist us, to protect us and to, um, Guide the events of our lives. Well,
0: there's that inter- constant interfacing, even though we don't see it. There's invisible forces, right, uh, of, of of darkness, mm-hmm. of, of satanic origin, yeah, and also of of God, divine origin. There is that interfacing going on. This is where the spiritual warfare this is, where, is taking yeah, place. Yeah. So we're. We're in the physical dimensions of what time and space and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, but but there is that constant interfacing, and the kingdom of God mm-hmm. is interpenetrating both the mm-hmm. the the measure the dimensions of time and space, a, a, as well as this spiritual,
1: mm-hmm.
0: purely spiritual dimension we could call it, and uh, and uh, the enemy, uh, Satan, with his host, his principalities powers yeah. spiritual wickedness in high places really demonic involvement there there is that there's where that the warfare is going on at right. that spiritual level mm-hmm. and like I said it's affecting us well uh, what's physically, happening part of mentally the, emotionally
1: but part of the well. problem is because we can't put our fingers on it we can't like the, uh, Thomas we can't p- touch the mm-hmm. wound and actually put our finger in the in the place of the of the wound. Um, we, we we are tending towards the unbelief simply because we cannot compute it with our natural mm-hmm. senses, mm-hmm. and this is part of the. Um, I think even now at this very uh, actually interesting enough. Right now is Halloween. We are talking about the uh, where there there's certain, you know people who want to break holes in the make portals and break holes in the covering so they can get into that dimension of the second uh, heavens or the the, whatever they're trying to communicate with the For
0: more knowledge communicate with power. the dead, communicate with yeah. the
1: fallen angels up in the second heavens, or whatever they're trying to do um at this time of the year, they say there's a weakening or a thinning of the veil because it's at all hallows eve all the, the the feast of the dead and the feast of uh, uh, the, the souls of the dead, whatever and so um so there are times I think when people will believe it more, but here's the deal, even today. You say, well, what does this really have to do with me today? Well, it has everything to do with you if you would be just listening because of the fact that your spiritual world is as real and active as your tangible world. I mean, you just get in your car and drive and go to work and eat your supper at McDonald's or whatever you're going to do. That's not, that's your temporal world. That's the world that really, uh, the only thing that's worth anything in this life is what we can uh, save or invest in the kingdom of God, in the life to come, mm-hmm. uh, doing the will of exactly. God, believing God, following God. But, now, but we have people who are very intrigued with this other dimension, and a lot of times they'll get into the dimension with the assistance of dark spirits, black spirits, evil spirits, the kingdom of darkness, and they'll be able to um, uh, receive some semblance of temporary power uh, to do this or to do that and, and to, to show all these magic tricks and to make people believe, like through witchcraft, that they have all these powers. Their powers are short-lived, and even as God said to the fallen angels when they were divulging all of the secrets uh, to the human women after they had sinned with them, slept with them, God says in Enoch uh, towards the end of the discussion, he says, yeah, he says, you were there at the beginning and you you thought you saw everything that I did. He says, but you didn't basically, you, you only got the worthless secrets. You only got the ones that really don't count. So when Satan is trying to recreate, the enemy is trying to recreate things, he actually um, is using the worthless secrets, the, ping, the things that are going to not work uh, towards the end. Now, it's interesting who went to the this tomb in the morning. Um, <clears throat> we have Mary Magdalene, um, and it says, and when he rose, uh, uh, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, and when, verse 9, Now, when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. Now, interesting enough, here we have, in this last chapter of Mark, we have two mentions of demons. The one where Jesus had cast the seven demons out of Mary Magdalene. Now, think about this. Can you imagine what this woman first looked like when Jesus ran into her? She probably was some sort of a crazy, insane hag or some sort of a seductive... uh, I don't know. I don't know if she, obviously she wasn't on drugs, as we would say it now. But she had been somehow set up to be programmed by seven demons. What does that look like?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, another thing too is, I mean, she's not necessarily an older person. We don't know. No, her age. I think I can see. I see her as kind of
1: pretty, younger, maybe in yeah, her twenties, yeah. thirties you know, max. Whether because,
0: she was, you know, sexually promiscuous, or how but seven she got demons. into the seven demons. So now, did that,
1: he? Yeah, did he cast all those demons all at once? Um, and what were their names? Uh, you know, we know he we cast don't. a legion out of the the guy in the tombs. But seven demons. So here she is put in her right mind, thinking very, very, um, very clearly, uh, very brave, going to the, the tomb without men, without any uh, backup, except another so couple of women.
0: So here we see the powerful redemptive message of the resurrection. Deliverance. The first appearance is not to the high priest. Mm -mm. It's not to the leading Pharisee or the leading Sadducee. Mm -mm. It's not even to one of the 12 apostles. Or the political
1: leaders of the day.
0: Or or to Pilate or Mm -hmm. anybody, to, uh, to Herod. Uh, it it's to this the least, woman,
1: the lowliest, the,
0: the most, most
1: unworthy, um, so to speak, the
0: one who was probably, of this probably very despised, probably the people that had well, known her before. It's like, man, she is just. Yeah. And nut. they probably She's still evil. said,
1: what is Jesus letting this this woman hang around with him and his disciples? Does not he know? who she is because we oftentimes will continue our judgments upon a person, even though they may have changed completely and been delivered of seven yeah. demons. We still see them as if they, we've known them and nothing has ever changed. So she was there. He cast out the demons. Jesus was very aware. This is something too. I, I must say this now uh, because it sort of works in, even though it's not on the total subject, but many people like Mary Magdalene, I don't know in those days, they seem to be quite aware that people had demons Uh, because the man who brought his son said, my son has a mute spirit. They were not trying to give it a medical diagnosis of autism or uh, some sort of uh, sensory deprivation. uh, Deprivation is that the word deprived?
0: Deprivation. Deprivation,
1: yeah. Deprivation, yeah. So it's not some diagnosis that way, but they that they knew that this was the activity of demons. And why? You say, well, did did, who created? Where did the demons come from? And why did God create the demons? Well, you know, technically, God did not create the demons. The demons were the hybridization, hybridization, or the cross pollination of the fallen angels and the human women. And out of that came the giants, the nephilim, and, and out of when they died their spirits were uh released, released and those released spirits were called fallen uh, and, and nephilim those, they were called they were called evil spirits Their demons or familiar spirits
0: and and those spirits are seeking a body they're seeking, they're seeking they're disembodied right they always want a body. They always want to be in a person in some dimension. Well, the
1: reason is because they, when they were dismissed and they were no longer attached to the human, the, the giant bodies, they still had all of their appetites. They still had their. They would hunger. They would thirst. They would crave various things, and yet they had no way. Their sentence was that they had no way to meet those cravings because they didn't have a body. It's like. You know, you have a terrible itch, but you can't scratch it because you have no body to scratch. And they were like, "Okay." So they were jumping into people, uh, taking advantage of the weak ones or the generational mm-hmm. bloodlines wherever they'd had yeah. the most uh, activity open, and open, permissions open and open agreements yeah. and open doors. Yeah. So, so obviously, she had been her people had something had happened where seven of them, them had to come in, and this is not uncommon even today. And so, when people are trying to figure out why they're having so much difficulty in their relationship with themselves or with God, or they hear voices in their head, or they're trying to think of, uh, they're they're going insane with their own thoughts, that not every thought they're thinking is their thought, but they don't realize that. But this demon is in their craving, whether he wants drugs, whether he wants meth, whether he wants sex, whether he wants uh, food, whatever kind of gluttony, it's a, those are spirits that lust and crave. And, and you notice, too, that these demons don't like dry places because when they're sent out into the dry places, they freak out and they, they panic and they want to get back into a nice, warm, wet body. Well, and because it, human beings are like 70% water, we become a nice habitation for them.
0: And it's interesting, the, the demoniac of Gadara that had all this legion of demons, when they were cast out, where did the demons want to go? They said
1: into the pigs pigs they wanted
0: to go into the pigs and then where did the pigs go they it, went into the water and it was kind of a joke i think
1: because god said you know jesus said they 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 basically asked him if they could go there and he, he just said go and yet he knew that the pigs would drown and that the water would not be you know they wouldn't be able to stay in the water well, go, you want water here's water go get have water be be drowned, but they didn't drown. No, of course, obviously not. they fled and they went back They've to drown the pigs. And then, and it's also going. interesting that the demons have a demonic intelligence because when one is cast out, as it says in uh, several of the gospels, seven others get, get together. They put their heads together. They have a demonic intelligence. They come. They're going to party together, put their powers together, put their uh, whatever distractions and insanities together to go into that person. And so the last state of the man is worse than the first. And that's why when people get delivered. It's imperative and very important that they begin to fill up that place with the for, Holy
0: Spirit, with the word of God, the word of God, with, the, mm-hmm. of God, with yep. the Holy Spirit and with
1: discipleship. And so when people are delivered like Mary Magdalene, for example, she followed hard after Jesus. She was, you know, not in love with him, but she was he was her life at that point. And as were he was the life of everyone, mm-hmm. um, they the more mm-hmm. they followed him, the more they were filled with his Uh, the revelation of his truth. And the more truth they had, the more freedom they had, the more freedom they had, the more power they had, the more power they had, the less fear they had because they knew the love of God.
0: So some would raise the issue here. It's like, oh, people back then, you know, believed in demons because it was just all this superstition. They didn't have medical or psychological or scientific knowledge like we have today. So some people just totally dismiss those and and, and give names for, you know, physical diseases, physical Syndromes, which distracts sort of us from the true
1: yeah. root because actually back in the day of Jesus, they didn't have all these sophisticated medical tests and instruments and um, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. MRIs and things. But so everybody, and you look at the context of where Jesus, where he came, when he came, the time uh, on earth is history. When he came, he came when the, uh, the earth was filled with, filled with literally Every other nation, every other country, every other nationality, every other people group, all worship demons. They all worship demons. Why did they worship demons? Why did they all worship demons except Abraham's family? Because Abraham's family was called out of paganism, out of the idolatry Mm -hmm. by God, and he became the father of the Hebrews, the father of those who would be uh, the family of Jesus Christ. His generational bloodline would come through Abraham. But because after the flood of Noah, Noah and his, he was righteous in his generations. But by the time we got to Noah, the whole world was so racked with evil imaginations and perversions as, as it is today. It was probably on the same level as today, only maybe not with as much science involved. Uh, but these people were, uh, our technology, these people were um, given to worshiping. They were afraid. They were always afraid, so they would offer their their sacrifices to their demon gods. Their offerings of uh, humans, blood, food, food fre- uh, fruits, mm-hmm. whatever they would do, offer it to their gods in exchange for protection, in exchange for uh, favor, in exchange for you know, kind of like making a deal with them. Okay, I'm going to give you all this good stuff. Please she, don't she'll, she'll hurt. Please don't alone. hurt me she'll this me alone, this winter. Yeah. And that's what Halloween is all about too. It's like offering trick or treat, offering all of these. Uh, because so all of these, the world was was based in a fear-based religion. We're afraid of our gods. Our gods are going to eat us, crush us, uh, kill us, uh, steal from us, put curses on us, uh, steal our crops. And so because of the superstitions and because of the fear and because these people did not have any other... uh, So you see there's two different groups of people that Jesus is coming into the midst of. One is the pagans, absolutely nothing but fear, nothing but... um, a servitude to these devil, demon, mm-hmm. devil-backed demons who were servants of the kingdom of darkness. And that was one group of people. The other were the Jews who were so set in their clutching to their laws and traditions that they were actually in as much superstition practicing so much as much witchcraft and superstition through the law because they had all these little laws to add to the big laws to make sure you didn't break the big law because they were afraid they were afraid 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 if we broke the law you know we would you know god would be mad at us so mm-hmm. every they, like they they saw god as a hostile figure as well
0: and they well the thing is and who became more open to the gospel it was the pagans not the ones that were founded eventually it, yeah. The, the, uh, the gospel is to the jew first and then to the gentile mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but basically what we see in the book of acts right particularly is the switching over the preaching the switching over because mm-hmm. the jews were as a people i mean there were individual jews that believed and followed that's fine Jesus, but mm-hmm. as a people as a nation they just rejected 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 and finally paul says listen forget it i'm kind of yeah, washing my hands yeah. of you. I'm well, gonna, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. They're going to they're going to be more open and receptive.
1: Well, this is prophetic this gospel. This was than actually
0: those that had the foundation right. in, in 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 truth in the law of God. Well,
1: we can see that. You know, Paul isn't showing up here in the resurrection. He wasn't for a couple years down the road. But right. but we see that um, the, the there was the gospel was to the Jew first. And then to the Gentiles. And so this is a prophetic uh, uh, you know, unfolding of what happened in the Jews, even at the resurrection. This is a, a big thing to swallow. This is a really big thing to get excited about. Because here you have, you know, two days before you had this, a dead body. Then now Mary Magdalene, out of whom was seven demons were cast, she, is, she goes to tell those who had been with him, um and that were mourning and they when 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 she told them they actually cried they mourned they wept can you imagine what they were saying oh come on Mary what is wrong you've lost your mind you're under too much emotional stress you've been seeing things this is just a vision you 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 didn't really see anything that was just a, a figment of your imagination you, you know and so yeah so how do you know the difference between something that's a fake figment of an imagination and a real vision. This becomes also a problem. But Mary was completely convinced that, you know, he appeared to her, he spoke to her, and she recognized him. I, they were communicating, obviously, on a level of knowing, and not just maybe in human words. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the apostles had not yet seen him. And and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. This was the the typical reaction of all of them there's not what the I guess so what he did was Jesus allowed only those who had enough faith to believe that he was alive to see the, the angel in the first place which he could find to be only the basically the woman out of whom he'd cast seven demons how about that for a flip who's the most spiritual here who's the most powerful here um, and so they did not believe it I think you know it's funny it's death is a weird thing people <clears throat> first when someone dies maybe it's a sudden tragic unexpected, accident, loss of a child, you don't want to believe it. You just don't want to believe it. You just don't. You just can't believe it. You just, oh, no, 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 they're going to wake up. No, they're going to come back. to No, we're going to pray them alive again. We can't, you know, we cannot believe the power of the death. We're still believing for life. We're still seeing them as alive. We still, we haven't adjusted in our thinking. And so we pray in faith that they will raise from the dead. And very, very rarely, uh, but, but rarely, sometimes, they actually do are raised from the dead. Um, but, but so our first reaction to death is unbelief and our first reaction to resurrection is unbelief. And so this power of resurrection that was so talked, Paul talked about it in first Corinthians, I think, where he says, um, you know, the same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, um, that power of life, that power of healing, that power of restoration, that power of, uh, repairing, things that have been shattered, broken, torn, ripped, shredded by disease and sickness and death and life, that spirit of resurrection life that dwelled in Christ, that raised him from the dead, actually now dwells in you. Believe it or not, some of you may be suffering with uh, the sentences of death in your body, whether it's a a diagnosis or uh, whatever it is, but you know what? The resurrection power is nonetheless in you if you believe in Jesus Christ. And, you know, at some point we must say, you know, your will be done. Oh, God, do you want me to live? Then I live. If you want me to go to be with you, I be with you. But at, and, and realizing that this world that we cling to so desperately for every breath, for every Meaningful thing. This world gives us very little meaning, and in the end, it's pretty meaningless, except for the fact that this is our time to determine where we will spend eternity. That's really the basic bottom line of this life. And I tell you what, Satan has so filled this life with every distraction possible that it's almost impossible to even know there is an eternity or a resurrection or a, a, a resurrection power living inside of us. But here we have Jesus breaking through the most uh, stupendous moment in human history ever. The cross was only a necessary instrument to bring forth the resurrection. Uh, So the cross was the death instrument, and the tomb brought forth the resurrection of Jesus Christ through um, the faithfulness of the Father. Because when Jesus said on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That abandonment was only for um, three days and three nights. And that was the shortest three days and three nights that you could ever uh, put on record. Uh, they, they they just barely cleared the three days and three nights mm-hmm. uh, prophecy. And by the time the sun cracked, he was out of the tomb. That was you know, and the way they counted their days, starting with the nights as opposed to the morning, uh, it only works with that. So, um, so, so
0: what really the resurrection? What does it do? Uh, what does it declare? And it's Romans one. Um, 1 through 6, he says, Paul, a bond servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom you are called you are also called the called of Jesus Christ so basically the resurrection declares it is the proof it, it it's the stamp of approval it's the declaration that he really is the son of god mm-hmm. The resurrection. All these religious leaders of the past—they're dead and gone. There's no, none of them have been raised from the dead. Jesus Christ is just another. Just is not just another religious leader. He is truly the Son of the Living God. And you—you you mentioned, Marjorie, you know the witnesses uh, of of the resurrection. You have. Uh, uh, Mary Magdalene was appeared to him. and then the apostles they talk they go and talk to the twelve. They're afraid, they're mourning. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus steps in there and appears to mm-hmm, them himself. Mm-hmm. Just kinda the doors are being shut. He just right there, he's there in in the room, and they see and they believe, and then there's the Emmaus disciples. The, well, speaking the of the
1: Emmaus, hold on. That's where we get this verse where he says, um uh it, verse twelve, and after that he appeared to it in another form, to two, two, two of, them of them as they walked and went into the country. That country was told us, We tell and Luke tells us what that was. It was uh, Emmaus. They were on their way uh, to Emmaus. Um, it says, Now behold, verse 13 of Luke 24, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which is about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all of these things which had happened. Now, that's interesting that they are on the same day well, that would be that. actually isn't the Sabbath, that's Sunday, so they're okay. Uh, I was going to say, they're walking too far on the Sabbath, but it's the next day. Uh, which What had happened? So Sunday for them was the first day of the week. And so it was, while well, they conversed and talked they and reasoned, I think that's a very interesting word, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them in another form, obviously the form of a, a traveler, and they, and their eyes were were restrained so that they did not know him, and he said to them, "What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad?" So he noticed that they're sad, they're you know still trying to figure this out. Then one whose name was Cephas answered and said. Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you have not known the things which have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? As if he doesn't know. And they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, of whom that was a prophet mighty indeed, deed and word before God and all people, and how the chief priests and our rulers, our rulers, can you imagine how betrayed they must have felt, delivered him to the condemnation of to to be condemned to death and crucified him." But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel, indeed, besides all this today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find the body, and they came saying that he has also that they had also seen a vision of the angels who was said to he was alive, and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found, so they 're telling the whole story from their point of view. Mm-hmm. And found it just as the women had said, but he they did not see. And he said to them, Jesus now talking, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ who suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses to the prof, through the prophets, all the prophets, he expounded on them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further, but I'm sure that was getting towards the end of day. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So that they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them by the breaking of the bread. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace be unto you. And, and they were terrified and afraid and supposed that they had seen a spirit. Then he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands, my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for spirit does not have flesh and bones as you say I have. Then he said to him, then when he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb and he took and ate in their presence. Isn't that amazing? So that the, uh, the, um, the people in the country, so that very day he met, we walked, took the form, another form, walked as a traveler with Simon, Simon and his friend to Emmaus, seven miles away, they walked pretty much through the day. Got there in the evening. He broke the bread with them. They and it says they were reasoning in their hearts. Notice how the reasoning had restrained their eyes from seeing. Mm-hmm. Reasoning will do that to you every time when you reason. You say, "Well, how can this real? How can this be? This is reality." And we base our our assumptions and presumptions on, on reality. And reality is a very faulty measure of anything because reality does not always measure. the the many dimensions that we're involved in. It doesn't measure the spiritual dimensions. It only can measure the tangible ones at this point. And so the thing is, they were reasoning. Reasoning and reality are two of the enemies of truth and faith. And so they were reasoning, and then their eyes, because of that, they couldn't figure out, how could this be? How could this be? So they were not believing to be walking with Jesus, so they had no comprehension until it became very spiritually apparent. You notice
0: that Jesus took great effort to provide evidence of his resurrection. Okay? So he goes to talk to, uh, you know, appears to Mary Magdalene. <clears throat> he, appears, <throat> he appears to the these two disciples uh, on the road to Emmaus. Uh, he he appears to Peter, as mentioned in the passage <clears> throat> you read, <throat> <throat> Marjorie. Uh, Peter, of course, had denied Jesus, and he needed a special, he got a special uh, appearance, personal appearance from Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. <inaudible>
0: Who forgave him, restored him? Um, that that is something positive. Because one of the other accounts it says, "Be sure tell the disciples and Peter that I go, you know, that he goes before he, mm-hmm. before you into Galilee." So well, it's, special it's, mention of the angels. Well, the angel, be sure to tell Peter. Peter needs to know, and I'm well, sure if Peter knew at first, he he's the one. Peter was, you know. John and and Peter ran to the tomb after the, you know, uh, there was unbelief among the the 12 or the 11 that were left because Judas had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. But you had John and Peter run to the tomb. John was younger and he outruns Peter. Peter comes in there and he sees, he's probably kind of like freaking out like, oh my goodness, he's alive. The last Mm -hmm. thing I did, you know, I denied him. I denied him before he died. I'm right. sure Peter is just feeling all kinds of conviction, condemnation, well, stuff like that. So it's hard for him to fully but, rejoice. But nonetheless,
1: in this. he had eventually, before this appearing, had rejoined himself to the group.
0: He was in the group, yeah. Because
1: right. it says in fourteen of sixteen of, May, of Mark, afterwards he appeared to the eleven. This afterwards is 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 the what we're talking about in Luke. As soon as the guys got back from their seven mile hike from Emmaus back to the. Back to headquarters, uh it says. And then Jesus uh, appeared, and he and he said to them, you know, um, peace to you. And then he said, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands, my feet—that is, I myself. And then he, you know, handle me, taste. Then he asked them to sh- give him some food, because I think he was trying to prove to them that you know, a spirit, as we would know, a spirit does not. Necessarily eat food, and that's very interesting because he had a spiritual body. Because a glorified he, body, a glorified body. Yeah, because he went through the wall without using the door, and yet, so he was molecularly able to go through that molecule, molecule barricade of molecules. In a Dimension, different, yeah, different form, yeah. So the the dimensions don't have the same rules, do they? Mm-hmm. And so, but and then he, but but he ate solid food and it did not fall through him. He went through a solid wall and it didn't stop him. And he ate solid food and it didn't th- fall through him. So this is like crazy. Um, but but he proved to them something that he wanted them to see. Um, and 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 then he began to instruct them. Uh, at, at that point, he had forty days to get them up to speed, so to speak
0: yeah and it was it was forty days where he was appearing to the to to his followers mm-hmm. and in first Corinthians fifteen it talks about for I verse three for I delivered to you first of all that that which I also received this is the apostle Paul writing that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures or in fulfillment of the scriptures uh mm-hmm. that he was and that he was buried and that he rose again the <clears> third day <throat> according to the scriptures again. That word can mean in fulfillment of the scripture. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. That's not well. That's because the Bible says it. Well, yeah. it's not necessarily. Yeah, the Bible does say it, mm-hmm. but it's a fulfillment of, of scriptural prophecy. Then he was seen by Cephas, that's Peter. Mm-hmm. So there was a personal appearance to Peter, and then by the twelve. Okay, so he he came in into that group after that personal appearance, and that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to this present day. After that, he was seen by James. This is the Lord's uh, half-brother who became the leader of the council in Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. of the Council of Believers. Then by all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen by me also as one Born, uh, out born out of due time, so he Jesus made that appearance to, to Paul, Paul as well. on the road to Damascus. Although
1: at that point Jesus had already ascended into heaven, so this was a you know a this special was, yeah, appearance, uh, so to a, speak. A um, but so going back to Luke for a minute, um, so he's in this room with the men. With the men, they've just you know he's trying to convince them he's real, and then he said to them, "These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you." that all the things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So all the things were fulfilled, even the even to the detail of his bones not being broken, um, the Paschal Lamb's bones, in, in, even in the Passover, and, and Moses's first night in the Passover, the lamb was not, the bones were not to be broken. And, and, and so this was a, a type that fulfilled and carried through all the way to the Lamb of God. And this was unusual because usually if they wanted to hurry up and get the bodies off the cross, they would just, you know, it would. It was just part of the part of the process. You just broke their bones and and ended their lives quickly, and that was the end of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he his that was he was an exception there as well. But he says these the words of the written in the law, the prophets, the psalms concerning me. But the prophets and the psalms, the law of Moses was also now being uh, updated, uh, rewritten, uh, uh, updated. I guess is a good word into the the new law which he gave them also at the Last Supper, John chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, the new commandment I give unto you, uh, that you love one another. And so this fulfills all the law. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. They, oh, he, oh, he, This is a special thing that has to happen. People have got to have uh, this special opening of their understandings, or they plain old just don't get it. Um, they don't get it. The You know, we're so... Some people are so open to the paranormal and the weird, and they're pressing on to find some hidden truth and some occultic knowledge, some forbidden knowledge somewhere in some uh, taboo, you know, ritual, uh, some demonic in, incitement, enticement, allurement, seductions, baited, tricked into these cooperations with Satan. But here, we have to have a special basic. Uh, revelation of Jesus Christ. And so he opened their understanding that they might get it, comprehend the scriptures. And this is where, like I said, we have to be comprehending the scriptures, really getting into the Bible, really understanding what it's meaning, that it's really relevant to you, that it really pertains to you, that it's a personal letter to you about God's love for you and can be read as a personal letter to you. If this isn't personal to you, if it isn't just for you. It isn't just between you and God and it's, it's for you and you don't get that part. And it's just a group mentality. It's a group think. It's a beehive mentality. Everybody goes to church. Everybody claps their hands. Everybody sings a song. Everybody puts money in the offering. Everybody acts like a, you know, like a, what do they call it? A beehive mentality or something. That's not what it's meant to be. It's meant to be an individual walk, an individual uh, relationship with him. Um, and so uh, he said, this, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem, and you are witnesses of these things. It was necessary. It was He had to die on the cross. You say, well, why, why and why did this have to be the extreme measure of such a, a terrible thing that the the Son of God had to come from the heavens to the earth, become a man, take up his earthly life among us, and be sacrificed, die in our place, die. It was necessary. Why, why couldn't the law just make it okay, like everybody be good enough to get to heaven, and that be the simple end of it? Because nobody could be good enough, because Satan was going to make sure that everybody would break the law. So God, and besides, the law, the, the, the soul that sins shall die, that was... That was the um, demonic, you know, okay, you know, God gave life, Satan gave the prescriptions for death. Okay, if they sin, they die. And Satan knew everybody was going to sin. So he knew basically everybody was going to die and he had a right to have everybody because they sinned. And so there had to be a a reparation or uh, an answer to that sin, and that was death for death, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, life for life, blow for blow, and death for death. So the death that had to be died to a com- compensate for the, the requirements that sin required, which was death. Sin required, wages of sin is death, that, that if you sin, you die. But Jesus intervened, and that was why it was necessary for him to stand in our place. He took, so to speak, he took the death sentence for us. He stood in our place. He, he pushed us aside, and he stood in our place, and he became our sacrifice and our life salvation. So he says, and why did I do this? And what do you need to do now? You need to teach people. Tell them about repentance, repentance. Jesus and John's message was basically both exactly the same words. John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus' first words out of his mouth were exactly the same. Repent. Change your mind. Stop believing the fairy tales, the paganism, the lies, the concoctions of legalism, law, death, demons, devils. Stop following those demonic dead-end pursuits of eternal life, because they will get you in the end, and you will get nowhere but to hell. There's a lot of people going to hell right now. You know what? There's a whole, and I'm not sure they're all people. They look like people for the most part, but there's a lot of people out there. Seriously, God does not is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, but there are a lot of people right now that are making choices that, that give God no choice. God is not going to force anybody to go to heaven, and if you hate God, and if you hate life and you hate you know innocent blood if you hate those things and you want those things you use those things to uh, enhance your power to hate God and you're so deceived you still think you're doing God a service by killing all these people you are in a double deception but the thing is that there's a lot of people out there who the fruit of their life Jesus said by their fruits you're going to know what you got here by their fruits you shall know them and the fruit of their life is is not anything that's that's worthy of heaven they can't go there unless they repent repentance is always an option even to the very last minute repentance is an option if you still have your mind with which to repent so he said repent for the and and preach the gospel um, and remission of sins that sins can be forgiven preach it in my name to all the nations even starting at Jerusalem and you will be witnesses of these things then he says behold 49 of Luke I send you the promise of my father upon you tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high he said go get back up into the upper room basically stay there until you get the Holy Spirit I will send him I don't know if he told him 10 days or not I don't know if he told him how long
0: he didn't say how long but they, they were mm-hmm. there for about, uh, 10, about days. 10 days mm-hmm.
1: and then at at that point of his last, this is where he's standing then he led them out as far as Bethany we're going to the end here uh, he lifted up his hands and blessed them, and it came to pass while he blessed them. he departed from them and was carried up into heaven and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and with continually uh, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Can you imagine the, uh, mom, the 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 first moments of this revelation were full of zeal and energy and and that 's why I believe they were able to to take on their the resistance of the Jews and the the political arena and be thrown in jail and the prison gates opened and they're walking out in the middle of the night and earthquakes are letting, setting them free and people are being raised, walking, leaping and praising God in the midst of the temple. These miracles were just kind of like going everywhere. And of course this was so cool because this helped the first people to begin to, grab onto the, the reality, the reality of the resurrection. The reality of the resurrection was in the works, I believe, in the p- powerful demonstrations done in the name of Jesus. Well,
0: what we read here in Mark 16, it says, he said, um, he said to them, Mark sixteen fifteen, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, that is every, you know, human being. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Mm-hmm. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. That doesn't mean you become a snake handler. Yeah, or way. snake charmer. No. Snake charmer. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, he says these signs will follow those who believe. Mm-hmm. This was following the... Preaching of the Word. Uh, Mm -hmm. You you read in Acts chapter 8, Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ. And then the message of Christ was confirmed by the casting out of demons and the healing of the sick, the lame, the blind. Uh, The proof is in the pudding, so The proof is in the pudding. So this is something that is given to the... This is what the church's business is to be. Mm -hmm. The business of the church, right. Preach the gospel. Uh, not
1: not to set up corporations, not to come under the counsel of the government in a five oh one C three, not to kowtow to the, the social demands and dictates of a of a pagan heathen world, but to, to to preach the gospel of grace, good news, repentance, and the power of the resurrection.
0: Yeah, exactly. And actually all these we see all of these fulfilled actually in the in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Right here, except for the one of drinking anything deadly. Now, there's, you know, there were there were um, uh, demons cast out. Right, there were people were speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took us. Paul was bit by a serpent, mm-hmm, scorpion, uh, mm-hmm. and, and a poisonous serpent, and he he shook him off, and he he felt no harm. Uh, I know of a pastor that was poisoned mm-hmm. in Africa. And Lying, and dead, dying in the hospital. Dying God. in the hospital. His, esoph- his esophagus was all burned up. And actually his testimony is that Jesus appeared to him oh. in the room and healed him. And in a day or two he walked out of there and he's fine and healthy and continuing on with a great ministry over in East Africa. So um, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So...
1: Amen. This is a, this is a wonderful promise. This is where we need to we need to be. This is where we are if we will so explore it. And you know, he said then he says so then after that the Lord spoke what spoke to them. He was received up into heaven. This is the same passage repeated in Mark that we just read in Luke. Uh and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with the accompanying signs. Amen. So the the key here is Jesus said again Uh, In Matthew Matthew chapter 7, by their fruits you shall know them. So the confirmation of the true gospel, as opposed to the many counterfeit lookalikes that are preached from pulpits and and, and staged in churches and uh, with much pomp and circumstance, that the true gospel of Jesus Christ Christ is boots on the ground, and the fruit of it is what we're seeing here. The healings, the resurrection from the dead, um, the preaching, the good news, the salvation, the deliverances.
0: And in the in that middle of that uh, verse twenty of Mark sixteen, the Lord working with them. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lord, Paul says we're laborers together with, with God, and confirming the word, the word of the gospel, the word mm-hmm. of the resurrection, mm-hmm. the word of Jesus through the so if sons. you're if
1: you want to know your church and and what you got going there. We are. All we got to do is look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. The fruit of the lives of the individuals. The fruit of the lives of the group as a whole. And we can tell what manner of uh, root, what manner of covering, what what's the origin of this thing. Father God, we thank you so much for the revelation of your power, your resurrection, your truth the resurrection power in your relationship with us individually. May this become truly the great awakening that we are crying out for in these days, that you will reveal yourself again personally as you did back then to your disciples, the last end days disciples, that we are the ones who stand uh, looking up uh, for our redemption draws nigh. And we thank you, Lord God, for the true revelation of Jesus Christ to um, uh, expose the counterfeits to expose the the charlatans, those who are pretending to purport a gospel that they claim to be yours, which is no power. So, Lord God, we again pray for divine protection upon those who are being caught up in the confusion and the swirl of of that demonic confusion all about us, and that you will stand with us, and, and we will stand, and having done all, we will stand. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Lord, for each one that's hearing today. Just pray that there would be that special revelation of the risen Savior, that special understanding, a new opening of the Scriptures, a new understanding of your Word and who you are, Lord. Mm -hmm. Spirit of God, do that in everyone that's listening today. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. God bless you. I have an emergency. What is your location?